Well, hello, peace and blessings on this divine day. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood podcast with me, Allison Rozelle. And today, today, today <laughs> is the day that I have been waiting for. <laughs> I get to sit and play with my sister, Neek Sankofa. Hello, Neek. Oh, my sister, I feel the exact same way. Like, we get to play in sacred fellowship and just deepen our love, lovehood <laughs> that we've developed over the years. Yes. Honored to continue to be in sacred community with you. Really. Yes, I feel the same way about you, my sister. I truly, truly do. So today, you know, we can't be on a sacred pathway to liberated Black womanhood without bringing all the Sankofa up in this conversation, as in the (laughs) niece Sankofa. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm all here for all my niece lists to be here. Me. So before we um, dive into this juicy conversation, I'm going to read over her bio and then we are going to talk. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So Neith Sankofa is the founder, CEO, and principal facilitator of the Healing Theater a healing-centered dance company committed to providing space and tools for Black women to heal and reconnect to their mystical potential. Love that. Neith is an author, healing, a sacred healing artist, consultant, and coach in the areas of self-healing, business-based uh, energy alignment, and embodiment for liberation. She has a BA and MA in religious studies, minor in sociology and concentrations in ethics and embodiment, both from Georgia State University. Neith also holds a BA and ordination from the University of Metaphysics and has studied several forms of African, ancient and indigenous wisdom through over 10 years of dance apprenticeships and holistic mentorships. She has been a presenter at national and international conferences and is the author of several publications of the on the use of dance movement and embodiment practices for liberation. That's liberation again, two times. I love it. Neat's dance credits include performing in the opening and closing ceremonies of the Olympic Games, being a featured dancer at the International Day of Peace and ceremonial performances throughout the U.S. Neat's soul path commitments include assisting in the liberation times three of black bodies, especially specifically black women into the bliss that is their birthright oh yes yes i had to get, a, I had to get a little movie medicine on that because you just you just did all the you put all your magic in there <laughs> <laughs> i 
Hey, if I'm going to present you, if I'm going to present somebody as magically divine as you, I got to bring it. So we're going to get on in this conversation. Welcome again to you, my sister. Okay. So since this podcast um, is all about, and now my practice is all about, the sacred pathway of liberated Black womanhood. I wanted to ask you first, when you think of your own personal liberation uh, journey, what does that, um, what does liberation mean to you? How does, mm-hmm. it, how does that look to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm so grateful to have an opportunity to answer this because Sometimes we don't get an opportunity to be asked and hear the answers of our own, you know, reflection of where we are and what we're doing and how far we've come in our own, in our own growth and unfolding, you know? Um, So liberation to me more and more is about being courageous enough to own and respect my desires own and respect my own desires and be intentional about building a relationship with myself. And I'm just stepping into the portal of understanding that Mm. there are levels of that, that internal relationship. And I'm always pushing up against the boundaries of that through my experiences with other people you know so I'm like wow this this happened or that happened or wow this is an experience and it's always the ability to come back to center and say what does that mean about what I've learned about my own desires and how can I honor what it is that I have come to do on this planet as a result of the culmination of those journeys and the insights I've received about what I can do and what brings me like the most intense and passionate bliss on the planet. Okay. Like that's liberation to me. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Tapping into that sacral chakra energy of Mm. and pleasure and creativity and bringing it all together along with the power of your throat chakra, speaking mm-hmm. your, your purpose, your truth, and honoring those things and the space in between is so liberating. Yes. So liberating. Yes. yes. And it's like, it's a spiral. It keeps going like, you know, it spirals and you're like, woo, damn, I don't think I can be no more free than what I am. And then you live <laughs> you like, brought me even deeper into myself and you know just really being able to show up to show up yeah just to show up you know it's so much to do if you're living outside of a liberatory framework for your life I don't think you need to wait until you're completely liberated to step out to step out into things because the journeys themselves as you know bring about that level of awareness that brings you to a point of liberation. Liberation is about acceptance, you know? It's like, this is me, 
so if I if I have makeup on, if I have whatever it is on, I want it to be because that's what I want. That's how I want to show up, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's just really beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be in practice, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I don't know that the, that liberation for me is a destination. No. You know, it's not like somewhere to, to get. And I learned that from my, my African healing dance mentor, Wyoma. And uh, we were just talking yesterday about some other things. Mm-hmm. And um, just hearing her own stories about how she's still walking in her own unfolding you know, it's just really powerful to hear an elder say that. And it's, it gives you permission, you know, when the people that you know, love and respect and are models and pioneers for you say, and I'm still learning about my desires and my, you know, cause it's, it's, com- it's always like, it's always expanding like the universe, you know, Yes. So, which is exciting because I'm so happy about this conversation and your movement because it's putting a different energy around liberation because it, it is in a, it's in a, a paradigm that is sometimes in itself oppressive, right? It's like the act of getting from under oppression and I really want to push myself and invite others into perhaps thinking about it as, you know, um journeys into self-love self-knowledge and self-honoring yeah 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 and and that's the interesting thing about the um the lifestyle i say of liberation because you're right it's not a destination it's a lifestyle and it is a it is a practice and a choice because you get to choose whether or not you want to live a liberated life or not. Do you you want to wake up in the morning and just be so incredibly turned on by your life? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to wake up in the morning and just be dreadful all day long because maybe you're not exactly where you want to be. But I mean, the whole point of the journey is is to celebrate each milestone as we go. And mm-hmm. that is one of the practices that I, I definitely have started doing in my own life. Um, right. Thus made me um, start on this pathway to this new um, path, if you will, for uh, creating the sacred pathway to liberated Black womanhood because of the fact that I now know in my own life what I what it feels to be liberated and it doesn't mean that my liberation looks like yours or like anybody else's we can all live in a very liberated lifestyle and celebrate each other's points of liberation yes but that's the work though yeah it is. and I think we need to start at a recent experience in my own life um working alongside other really powerful magical beings um has shown me that that needs to be named right it needs to be named that there's practice to be had and to be done Mm -hmm. to live in community with other powerful and really self-actualized and rooted and focused 
and healing beings, right? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm super magical. Everybody know it. And I also got my shit. Okay. Right. So there's going to be some times yeah. where I forget how liberated I am. And I forget that liberation also comes with, I don't think liberation, true liberation, the way I embody it or tr am trying to live it and embody it can exist without wisdom. Yes. Without that, you become a dangerous being. Yeah. You yeah. now are becoming uh, a version of oppression and patriarchy and all the other isms that are power over structures, right? It's like, yeah. you are now subject to my liberation you know it's like well actually now if you take a, a, a closer look at that that is exactly what it is that you don't like right that we don't like that we're trying to so it has to come with this everything you know this dance this balance this what what the word that is resonating so deeply with me in this season of time Mm -hmm. As we're talking about these very strong topics of like, how do we fix all of this in a real way, right? And to me, it always comes back to harmony. Mm. Harmony. Yeah. That's for me, it's like liber liberate, true liberation is also harmony, you know, because we're not um, islands onto ourselves. Even if we go to the furthest. <laughs> regions of the planet you right. will still need the great mother the air you know the yeah. sun like you can't you literally can't do it by yourself so <laughs> there's something to be really realized in that like my liberation is inextricably connected to yours and for me that brings it around to like my soul commitments are not only my own body's liberation what does it mean for my singular black woman body to to experience liberation and everywhere i look i don't see that mirrored back at me that is it's yeah. not cool for me to do nothing about that you know what i'm saying like because then you, know? you aren't truly liberated if yes if, if my sister if 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 you if i'm looking at you and i don't see you as a blissful liberated woman i can't I can't say that I'm truly liberated. It's it's like the saying, if if one's not free, none of us are free. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. We all need to have that experience. But again, it's a choice and it's the yes. work. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah, that's so, and, that's so key that you said that. Like some people got have their own journey. And I try to be careful with my language because I can be. <laughs> I can get on the edges of, you know, spiritual snobbery, you know? Yeah, like that's hard oh, not to do. You know, especially after hearing my bio, you know, I'm like, I got, let me come back down <laughs> a little, couple of notches. I'm like, you know. <laughs> you can do a hair toss because, you know, you are a badass. It's, it's you know, it ain't wrong with it, but also <laughs> it's always that balancing too. It's yeah. like, yeah. And also, I don't know what somebody else's soul path is. I don't know why they're here. I don't know why the creator crazy. 
I have no idea. So what their liberation, their their embodied liberation might look vastly different than mine. Right. And it doesn't mean they're not free. Now I get to I get to call a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so I get to have some opinions about what I observe in the world. For me, that that is a cornerstone of that liberation. I get to say, hmm, I'm feeling into this and this feels like to me this. This is my sacred truth. Right. You know? You know, like you could tell me you liberate all all of eternity. If you walk in the world a certain kind of way, I can't walk with you. Right. <laughs> I feel you. Things upon your journey. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. <laughs> so <laughs> what I um what I can appreciate and give thanks for in your line of work, um, your own personal um, divine assignment to assist Black women in healing and finding their own liberation through the work that you do. I wanna kind of talk about the healing theater because as a person who has experienced the, the divine magic of your work, mm-hmm that is so heartfelt and and moving. I I can't think of a time where I've ever watched you where I have not got emotional and it brings Mm. something up every single time. Mm. So what I wanna know is when it comes to the healing theater, where did that concept come from for you? And how did you come to um, embody that divine assignment to be able to work exclusively with Black women in this manner? Mm-hmm. Mm, such a rich, deep question. And I first want to just sincerely appreciate you, not only for your support as my sister and as my friend and as a sacred, you know, um, fellow healer in this work, um, you know, and also someone who believes enough in my work to have come and witnessed it several times, you know, like several times. And so I really, I honor that because I know you know energetically what it is that I do. And I'm happy to talk about it and talk about what I call, you know, the unfolding of our divine paths. You know, it's like, um, so I, I, as well as other people, sometimes we get an opportunity if we're super lucky to 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 understand that we have a specific gift when we're young and have people recognize that gift so that it gets rooted and you know some of the gifts that I have that I incorporate in this I pick them up later but for me the root of my magic is movement right and so as a very young being, my mama said I asked to take the dance classes, you know, at four. I asked to take dance classes. So I took t- dance class so I was four until, you know, um, I was the captain of the dance team in college and all that. And then I joined the Marine Corps. We'll talk, that, that's it for a whole nother podcast, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But during the 
I didn't dance at all. And there was something missing there. And so I had to take a reclamation kind of journey, you know, because it was such a big part of my childhood and my recognition. You know, I danced in the church. I danced at everybody's wedding, everybody's anniversary, everybody, you know, it's like, you know, I went to Disney where I did the, you know, this and that, the third. And so I was known as a dancer, you know, um, did some semi-professional things for a while. And then I just really dropped it. You know, I was taking a warrior journey at that, at that point. Um, I can talk so eloquent about eloquently, eloquently about it now in hindsight, but right. really, this is how I be looking. you from one thing to the next or you know excited about one thing to the next and to me that's how it unfolded for me just being excited about one thing to the next and really saying for me the healing theater came the the very first beginning ideas about doing work in this way came during my master's degree and this is how I got back into dance I was I went to back to school I was in a master's program and I was taking a religion and literature course and the the teacher who was the um the chair of the department at the time said I want to do something different and offer an opportunity for you to do this next assignment in whatever way you want like the the creativity is, I would like to push the boundaries of academic creativity. Mm. Nice. And just like that dance came, fell back upon me. And I, I had to really work with myself to, to build up the courage to pitch this idea about taking the last chapter of James Baldwin's Go Tell on the Mountain, mm. the, that chapter that is called the threshing floor and if you've never read that please give yourself the pleasure of the magic that is James Baldwin's work right oh my god yes one time for the ancestor right like yo and so I took that and I created a a a movement a movement piece that was taking people through that last chapter. Now, what I didn't know, and I'm glad I didn't know because I wouldn't have done the assignment, was I had to quantify everything that I was doing. So, which means I had to really catalog what I'm doing, how I'm translating from one medium to the next. And it's a whole it's a whole world of scholarship that does that. And so I began, that's why I, you know, did so much of my concentration in embodiment. There's a, there's a whole like thing to that. And I ended up presenting at conferences around what I created because it was just like such a big and new thing. I'm still up on the website of my university as like this project. And then I decided to write my thesis on, um, Black women who use, I'm a womanist, uh, Black women, from a womanist perspective, uh, Black women who use African healing dance as a sankofa in, you know, ritual, they go back and retrieve that magic of movement and dance and African ancestry and transmute it and transform it in their own ways to provide communal healing, right? And I, I centered my work around Catherine Dunham. Anybody who knows me knows like me and Catherine Dunham, like 
yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I know you know. So I, I, I found Catherine Dunham by way of Alvin Ailey. Like when I was growing up, Alvin Ailey, we always went to, we always went every year, you know, to Alvin Ailey. And through my research about African dance, I found Catherine Dunham was the teacher of so many of these powerful people. Mm. And so I found, I started looking for other women. I found and Mata, who's here in Atlanta, that I wrote uh, around in that same piece. And I found my teacher who's been my, um, that I've been doing um, apprenticing in African healing dance for the last five years, Wyoma, uh, who I just, who I was talking to about earlier. And so I see the healing theater, I see myself embodying that which I have admired in these black women who said, I'm going to take my gift. And I don't think you have to study, I don't consider myself an African dancer, right? But what I've been taught is the most important part of African dance is the, the soul of the dancer. The soul of the dancer, which is intimately and uh, you can't, you cannot separate that and the earth and the ancestors and our rich heritage and history. I see myself in the healing theater as my, my offering, mm, yeah. you know, and my continuation in that sacred work. And so that's what I, that's what I try to do. Not only um, bring forward the stories of, um, Black women healing dancers, which stories are like untold, like untold, vastly untold. So I see myself creating that. I use their music. I use, you know, people like Sweet Honey on the Rock, people I feel like are really sacred healing artists, retrieving our ancestral ways. Um, and I try to embody themes that help Black women liberate spaces in their bodies that have been overtaken by systems of harm. Mm. And so that's that's like the big soup of it all, but it's, it's, it serves all the places in, in me that are just like my most sacred and my most delicious spaces, right? I get to be sensual, I get to be I get to be, I'm everyone. I get to be every black woman, every yeah. experience that means something to me. And also I get to, you know, express myself in my body and I get to be super nerdy about it too, which I find such bliss in being able to finally step into that and say, yo, I'm kind of a genius. I ain't trying to brag, but you know, the divine is flowing right. through me. That needs to be honored. Yeah. That spirit flows through me in that way. And I get to put all of that together and see Black women. I, I get to see them free up in their bodies, minds, emotions, hug each other, dance, play instruments, um, sing, articulate, feel like they can just be all the beauty that they are. And that is... Yo, that's everything. <laughs> that's everything for me. It's it's everything yeah. to experience that. Because like mm -hmm. <clears throat> the last thing um, that I went to of yours, which was so beautiful because, you know, mm -hmm. you opened that space up for us healers. Mm -hmm. And 
I remember sitting there and watching you perform and how you went in these different, and it was like a, a range of, of emotion and thought. And what I felt was this was a pouring out from your soul, which gave my soul permission to also pour out. Yes. Mm. And I'm trying not to cry because well, it, it, <laughs> it, it brought up so much to watch and experience that. And to the, when the climax came to where we were all standing and dancing, because at that point it was like, none of us could stop. We all had to dance. We all had to move. We all had to cry. We all had to, to sit there in sisterhood and hold hands and laugh and cry. We had to let go because mm-hmm. so it, it stirred up so much of our souls. And the ancestors' presence was undeniable in yes. that place. Yes. So that is why... For me, when I think about this new pathway for me and talking about the liberation of Black womanhood, my sole purpose, my sole intention is to bring healers like you to the forefront because Black women need to know that these resources are available to you. And Mm -hmm. it's not, you don't even have to be a dancer. You don't have to you don't have to know how to drum because once you just start drumming something, it's going to pour from your spirit. And it's not mm-hmm. you, it's, it's you, your higher self, it's spirit, it's the ancestors, it's the culmination of all these things that we are because yes. we are the I am that I am. Yes. We are that and it pours out of us. So that is why when women say, oh, I'm not very creative, I'm not this, I'm not that, stop that. Because if you would just open yourself to receive that medicine, it comes And there is a just vibratory just moment that happens and it it just bubbles up and it comes out. And I don't know, it's it's kind of like, and I feel like I'm rambling, but... (laughs) It was you. No, it's good. It yeah. was for yeah. And you know, it to um, almost to almost, and I will say this to almost orgasmic. Yes. Ooh, yes. Thank you for naming that. Yeah. Thank you for naming that. I remember when I I was probably in my mid-20s, and one of my brothers called me and he said, I was sitting here, do you remember when you danced at so-and-so event? And I said, yes. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it was like, I was probably like 16 or 17 right. at the time. And he said, when, he's, when I have a, when he was, he, he is in a particular moment in his life, when he is at particular moments in his life, he, rem, he, re, he reconjures that moment for himself as a healing and he was he's what he said to me was I have never experienced anyone who is able to translate 
spirit in the in the way you do with your body and and I'm like I know (laughs) I know exactly what he's talking about and many this is what I feel when I experience other dancers I feel like oh my god because I could just you can just you know but something about the gift that I have been given allows me to do exactly what you said and it's done with consciousness vibrate I can't I'm a I'm a translator like a like a repeater almost you know I can receive that energy and like literally vibrate it out through my body to other people to receive as healing and that just for me to hear myself be in my liberation to say that sentence like this is a particular gift that I have been given um and I honor it and I I do the best that I can to honor it and like you said I get divination done on every healing theater that I do I ask the ancestors what I would what they would have me to do say you know you know as you saw we had an ancestor altar we 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 honored them in the first and foremost and and asked the the blessings upon you know the beams of light that help us to do our work which is so important as healers too to have that space of honoring um and that space of like what we do is sacred just how we move is sacred and so my work can't look any different than that you know it can't look any different then how I mean what would it look like for me to, to go out here? I mean this how I live this how I live, you know? Get it how you live it or so whatever that song is, right? I haven't even heard that song, just like the the line where people like <laughs> I probably need to listen to it before I start quoting it. But anyways, <laughs> it's all good. You know, y'all know what I'm saying. And it's that it's that that passion to really I say I'm gonna give you the game for real like for real for real because we sisters like this yeah what I'm what I'm at what I'm getting at for real for real is I'm literally trying to unblock the places that have been locked down by systems of harm they are they have literally been locked down in our bodies so when I have people do embodiment exercises like observe how you stand Mm. Is that how you stand or is that how you were taught to stand? You can do a whole month of study behind that one element, right? And once you do one or two of these journeys, you begin to now be able to do that work that leads you to liberation, which is how do I figure out what I, what, what turns me on? And part of that has to be you have to have an experience that is orgasmic, right? Once you start, this is ju- this is just juicy. Like we hear all the time, like healing is hard. It's journey. It is. It, it ain't. <laughs> you know, it has really like intense and and heavy moments within it. But the reason why we keep doing it is because it is so orgasmic when we come and it like. A whole nother universe opens up for us to explore. Okay. My my sweet and three-year-old is is up and about here. So late now. Can you go with DJ? Because I'm doing some work. Oh, y'all want to see? There she is. 
And you know what? I'm glad Amari, you know, stopped in here because, you know, I started as a result of all of this exploration within myself and with the pandemic. I, you know, I said, hey, how many, how many little black three-year-old women have a shaman as a mother? You know, that I'm in a unique position. And so I, I wrote an apprenticeship for her. You know, all the things that have gotten me here, you know, she's beginning on a conscientious journey towards learning that because she already got the same gift, you know? Go get some sake. So um, <clears throat> I, I think that with you doing that with your daughter and, and knowing that... Um, I think that is a, a great thing for for us as a people to know that if we're on this journey, we can bring our children with us on it. And it only better serves them so that they don't right. have to go and do all the work that we're doing right now. Right. Because we've already started that path. We've already started that work. So all they have to do is basically pick up the baton and just run on to the next generation yes. and then yes. the next generation and so on and so right. forth. So, right. And the thing about even us having the moment where, you know, I'm in real time uh, observing what it means to have my daughter be an apprentice at three years old. And the beautiful part about that is this is full circle to what we were talking about earlier about what the liberation journey looks like. Yeah. You you have an insight and you have the courage to walk through it to see what that means as far as your life, you know, and it keeps you in a place where, you know, that interaction with her is like, it keeps me authentic. It keeps me present and centered with what's important for me, you know, it's mm -hmm. important for me to, to still be like as present as I can as a mother when I'm doing other things and, and in real time be like, okay, and now it's time for you to, to right. do something while I'm doing this. And it's for me, that's true liberation. And we need to see each other being real because I think in our silos, we're like, well, I gotta have this and this because that's the only thing I see other people doing. Yeah. I gotta look this, this, cause that's the only people that I see looking like that, you know, my video and my environment, you know, everything got to be looking a certain kind of way. And it's yeah. just so, yeah. and it keeps us from seeing the magic that exists within other sisters. Yes. Because we, we can't get past whatever our ideas are about in, you know, about it all, you right. know, because when it comes down to it, <clears throat> And you bring up a great point for me. I've always been about just keeping it real. If something happens in the midst of my recording, I don't really want to edit it. Why? Because yeah. that's real life. And you need yes. to know that I'm I'm not this polished, perfect, uh, perfect being. I'm letting you know that, you know what? Sometimes you are going to get interrupted. Sometimes you are yeah. going to have those moments that you weren't expecting but from exactly. those unexpected moments can come huge blessings and so many things so that's yeah. why you know i don't i don't like to to create an environment when it comes to my podcast my videos 
my blogs or anything like that. I want you to see the raw and real in me. Yes. Understand yes. that when you come to me for help, for guidance, you're going to get the person you saw on that video. You're not going to get this person who is living this persona of perfection of, you know, I'm this, I'm going to levitate from the sky and, you know, (laughs) I got it going on all the time. Upon you piddly people. You know what I'm saying? I I know all, you know nothing. Nothing. It's it's the same energy, you know? Um, You know, it's it's that balance. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, you you a goddess, straight up and certified. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, wow. If both of those places can exist, for and I can see it outside of myself, I, it must be a mirror to me. It must like that's universal law. It's energetic law. If we if that didn't exist within us, we wouldn't even be able to recognize it we wouldn't even be able to to recognize it at all. And I think the, the best example I can have for that, that kind of energy is if someone is, if I just hear like a recording of another language, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have any, any like embodied clues or anything, it's, it's only going to have so much meaning to me, right? I can appreciate it. I can, I can guess about it. But if it's something I've never encountered, I don't even know how to process it. If I hear somebody say something to me, a quote or something that's said, and I'm like, there's a pl- there's a there's a resonance in there somewhere that had a match to it, you know? And so, yeah, all of that, all of that. And the synchronicities become super apparent because she came in literally as you were uh, fixing your lips to ask me yeah, about-, about her. <laughs> Like, oh, that's my turn. And she got mad because she was like, wait, this is our podcast. Right. <laughs> like, you know, Mari, keep it real. She's like, well, she does. She does. And she showed up right when, because <laughs> I swear, I was, I was segueing from the healing theater on into that. And she just, she's like, let me help like, you with kaboom, that. Guess who stepped in the room, you know? <laughs> I'm the medicine woman. I'm the rain goddess. Okay. That's her new name, the rain goddess, because every time it rains, she must go out and play in the rain. Like it's oh, not it's not non-negotiable. I just said, okay. She got a full rain suit. She got a, a collection of rain boots and ponchos, hats. It's like who am I to keep you from sacred rain? Like what I'm supposed to do. I created a song for her to sing in the rain because I hate oh, rain, okay. rain. I created a whole song. Wow. You know? FYI, so we, me and Amari got an album that is coming. It will be here before the holiday season. Oh, yeah, we did. We got a whole like children's album. Oh. <laughs> so, so cool. Sacred songs. And this is part of all of that, right? It's like... Yeah. The, even the investigating the songs that our children have access to singing, what does that mean to me and how I walk? Mm-hmm. It, it has very little, it has some nostalgia, you yeah. know, and some good childhood memories, but I want it to be beyond that. I want it to be something that is linked to 
my ancestral ways and the the energetic principles that I want to teach and impart. Like I want I want you to be singing this song. You know, all the earthlings celebrate the rain. Thank you, rain. Thank you, rain. Thank you, rain. Thank you, rain. All the earthlings celebrate the rain. You know what I'm saying? That's what I need you to know when you out there playing in the rain and you're bliss. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm coding. I'm coding. Right. And it's upon all of us to find the ways that resonate for us to do that because liberation is is about undoing knots and and reconnecting some places too, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Miss Niece Sankofa, it's yes. so beautiful when we talk. Oh. It is. And before we go, um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about any sacred offerings that you have right now within the healing theater. Because one of the questions I have for you is, um, you know, since we're in this moment of uh, COVID, do you offer the healing theater online or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, so how that is currently working um please follow me on instagram i'm at me sankofa and i'm sure you know goddess allison is gonna hook it all up with all the information and stuff but um so since i am focused exclusively on these aspects of you know how i present in the world people can book me to do a healing theater a virtual healing theater um right now you know i'm doing it virtually or you can you know coordinate me to do a healing theater at your you know next retreat or you know sacred gathering and you know it's it's the whole uh, and i've had some people who 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 don't necessarily want the um the conversation after which is part of the healing theater we have dialogue we share tools and all of that so it can be you know um adjusted to the needs at the time but yes that's how you can get in touch with me you can hit me up on instagram um at my email neathsankofa at gmail.com n-e-i-t-h-s-a-n-k-o-f as in frank a at gmail.com um to, to talk to me about how um, we can collaborate on an experience of this for your community, you know, and what energy is it that you want to help and want to explore within your community, and that can be a co-creation. I also um, want to add that I, I am doing a season one healing theater review, so after all is said and done, I did 10 healing theaters uh, over the last, uh, since I started. You actually at the, you actually at the very first healing theater. You were at the very first theater. You know, we did, um, we did fall equinox. So, I mean, it's like the same exact amount of, you know, has circled back around to fall equinox time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm ready to do season two, but I'm going to, I'm releasing season one. Um, and clips and like insights and writings around the the all this stuff we talked about here right all the pieces that go into it and the thought and the intentions behind it and what I'm asking people to do is to sow into 
my development and rolling out of season two of the healing theater for community. So I'm direct, I'm, I'm receiving direct support from community um, and not just from black women. Um, and, and matter of fact, I, I would like black women to ask other people that they know to support my work as well, because it is the season of reparations. It is the season of those of supporting those of us who are retrieving things that were taken from us. Okay. That yeah. we spent thousands and thousands of dollars and have hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, repetitively of student loan debt, trying to create lives for ourselves, create understandings for our community that we sow back into our community. So that's a real, that's a real ask for people to, to direct uh, money towards, you know, the development of the healing theater and the projects that I'm doing. So you can do that at like Cash App, at Neath the Sankofa, um, at PayPal, at my email address. Um, yeah. Or just hit me up and be like, how can I get you some reparations? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll send you the links. Okay. And even all of this is our new models that I'm excited to stand in the truth of because it, you know, we, sometimes we, will not explore something that's on our hearts mm. for decades because we would like, how can I ever learn enough that I want to know about this and get all the monies that it takes to put stuff in place? You know what I'm saying? Right. And there's other models that we can work within to support each other and to support our own sacred work. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm gonna make sure that Neat's bio and all of her her links, every way that you can contact her, so into her, everything is gonna be in the show notes so that you connect with this powerful divine sister of mine. Before we go, um, Neat, uh, I wanted to- um, Maybe I'm stuck. Yeah. You're fine. Okay. Okay. There you go. You were stuck for a minute. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. The last um, note I want to add is I also have an initiative that's closely related to this that's called Release the Medicine. It is a, a both a call out to spirit warriors, Black women specifically, to release the medicine of your gifts, of your thoughts, of your ideas, of your offerings, of your askings. Release the medicine of that. Along with that, it is the same call for reparations, for people to release medicine um, back to me, back to Black healers, like, shout out, please send out Allison Rozelle out on the airwaves, to to be a recipient of that because you sow so much into sacred communities and honestly we all have to retrieve that space for us to become well with our righteous ancestors those of those shamans medicine people in community they were cared for by the community that they served <laughs> hello they did not have three four five jobs okay so that's that, you know, and also for people to release the medicine of the imp the sacred implements and objects that they might have, and this is specifically for you know our white allies that we come in contact with, you know, other sacred beings outside of this circle, but we still 
have contact and communication with. If people, if, if they know people who have a gym bay in their living room and they just like to play on it every now and then and they think it look cute, these are sacred objects that we need more than ever now as we're facilitating healing on behalf of our righteous ancestors and you know for the healing of all people all humanity we should not be having to spend four or five hundred dollars out of our own pockets when it exists already give it back <laughs> so yeah. this the release the medicine is that's also on my instagram and i stand i stand in the full i hope that whomever that was for heard all ten thousand of my ancestors as they stood beside me as I said, you know, like, <laughs> Yes. Yes. She's serious about that. that. And also because I I really am creating a model of that for us. Like my 70-year-old elder who has dedicated 50 years of her life towards healing the community, towards um, dismantling female genital mutilation, um, mutilation across the world, she should not still have to be figuring out how to be um how to be well you know no and, and this this is this on my list and i shall no. see it. i shall see it done you know see to it see to it this is that's the second time somebody has quoted um octavia butler to me today today <laughs> sister and what? i got that quote from you at the oh, healing what? theater Full circle, full, full circle up in here. <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> well, Neith, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us here on the Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood podcast. You are welcome back anytime to come back and bless us I would with love it. I would love the beautiful it. jewels that just come and just come from you <laughs> i love you so much i, I love, love you too i love you love you love you, love you. blessings for this community and for all the sacred work that you are just so graciously and beautifully just pouring out into the world i see raining down upon you and upon this entire community blessings i see all t- levels of abundance joy fulfillment orgasmic bliss the birthright of our existence is upon us and we receive it and i give so much thanks amen i say so it is stay to it okay yes thank you so much and thank you all for joining us on the sacred pathway to liberated black womanhood podcast make sure you 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 need to share this episode with somebody and uh, make sure that you are subscribing, liking, sharing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, listening to this, leave me a review. Yeah, I need that. So thank you again. And I love you all. And I will talk to you all again soon on the next podcast episode. Bye for now.